Hey, it's Chris Jericho. You're listening to the Rough House Podcast featuring the sexiest beast in all of Maryland and surrounding areas, the illustrious Chris. And Marty. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode 255 for December the 12th, 2021. I'm Marty. And I'm Kristoff, and I'm thinking about doing this entire episode in my NPR voice. Oh, so yeah, get right on there. I need to hear... Let us know. You need to hear the spittle. Yeah, I need to hear the saliva... Go across your teeth. This, which people are already turning off the fucking podcast. <laughs> so we appreciate you listening for these 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. We'll see you next week and when we'll still be talking about Hook exclusively. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to go from a, a Kota Abushi Thirst podcast to a, a Hook <laughs> Thirst podcast. Uh, Send Hook! Uh, yes. But, uh, yeah, hi, everybody. Um Man, uh, you would think that the Christmas season approaching would mean that wrestling would chill out for a bit, but it didn't, and and we've got a lot to get into. So uh, very quickly, I'm going to hit this button so we can talk about a few different things related to them. The World Wrestling Federation. All right. um, Most dreaded portion of the week. Okay, let's do it. Okay, okay. Well, there's interesting things around the WWE to talk about. Okay. Um, So we had the first non-takeover takeover. Yeah, uh, on War Sunday. Games. War Games, um, which, you know, without William Regal just, you know, getting all What's red-faced and screaming, it's it's nowhere near as fun. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, Chris, not mm. a terrible show. Okay, I've heard it was supremely average. Yes, I will I will say that. The, the men's uh, War Games was actually kind mm-hmm. of fun. Okay. Um, it was not the 3.75 stars that a certain Dave Meltzer gave it, but I, I thought it was... Nice. Yeah. Well, he's on the payroll, so yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. That's the problem. Uh, but I, I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a fun show. Um, even if it really underlined, goddamn, uh, without Kyle O'Reilly or Johnny Gargano, they are so fucked. Um, because they were the, they were the two guys coming out of that show that looked the best. Because uh, Kyle O'Reilly, he worked for two because it was mm-hmm. him and Von Wagner against Imperium for the tag belts, and. Uh, Imperium and Kyle O'Reilly had a great tag match that Von <laughs> Wagner was there for as well. <laughs> he was just kind of standing in the corner, uh, you know, yeah. just getting tossed around a little bit, just a little bit, just a little. Didn't bit. he try to turn on Kyle O'Reilly at one point, and Kyle shut that shit down? Uh, yes, but uh, you know, they got to play that out in full, right, uh, on Wednesday. Um, but the the uh, men's match, which was the black and gold brand versus the 2.0 brand. Yes, the 2.0 brand one, blah, 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 blah. It, it was filled with, you know, past DIY spots and, and stuff like that. And, sure, sure. You know, did Braun Breaker hit a Frankensteiner off the top of the uh, cage? Did not. No. Then what the fuck are we even yeah, doing here? I, great question. Joey Nips did nothing as well. So, 
uh, who gives uh, a single shit about that? But uh, it was the last major NXT event, at least under their contracts for Kyla Riley and Johnny Gargano. Uh, both of their contracts expired as of this Friday, the 10th. So Johnny legit legit is Gargano. Oh, hey. <laughs> That's the hard hitting comedy you get here at the Rough House podcast, ladies and Why gentlemen. Why do I not part. have the crowd? Click that subscribe noise. button. Smash it. Yeah, yeah, friends. ring that bell. Um, yeah. ding. But uh, what they did on uh, on Wednesday was there was a a cage Two match. Points. Between uh or no Tuesday yeah not Wednesday yeah. Tuesday uh, thank you um coming up at all out <laughs> exactly coming up at all <laughs> <Tuesday>. out <laughs> on Tuesday Tuesday in Texas at all out uh <laughs> it, uh it was Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner mm-hmm. Wagner basically destroyed Kyle O'Reilly and and won the cage match so Kyle goes out on his back and yeah then the big main event segment was. Uh, Johnny wrestling himself, Johnny Gargano being given a segment to just sort of talk to the crowd and uh, talk about uh, leaving and, and, and all of that. Um, he said, you know, uh, I don't know what my immediate future holds, but um, I do know one thing for sure. That's in February. I'm going to start the most important job of my life because I'm going to be a dad. Uh, so th- that's really what they turned it into. Um but he got jumped by Grayson Waller afterwards. Okay. Who uh, hit Gargano with a steel chair, sent him into the steps with a chair wrapped around his neck, and power bombed him through the announce table. So okay, all right. That sounds like the name out. of a character in the Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> Grayson, Grayson Waller. Waller. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That that is definitely someone that that uh, Dom Toretto and crew would go after. Well, you know, it's okay because he's family. Um, Was was there at any point during the Johnny Gargano uh, promo where Shawn Michaels came out and cried in two different directions? (laughs) Uh, They did show they did show Shawn watching him, but uh, I I cannot with which I I cannot confirm which. Well, fair point. Uh, uh, it reminds me of a joke my buddy used to say about Forrest Whitaker, which is the, he's the best actor because he can direct in two directions at once. Or not direct, act <laughs> in two directions at once. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was Dixie Carter's Emmy. That's the case. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, uh, Johnny's gone. He's got a pro wrestling tea store now. All, okay. of, well, all of his new shirts featured the slogan, bet on yourself. And uh, he announced that he will be starting a Twitch and a YouTube, which kind of tells you where he's not coming back to. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly, though, uh, all he really did was he put a post on his uh, social saying, and I quote, smell you later. (laughs) All right, Nelson, let's go. (laughs) So... I think he's more likely to be the one to pop up as early as Wednesday at uh, winter is coming. Think so? Yeah, that's that's my thought. I could be wrong, uh, but I think he is the one that's more likely to pop up. I could see Johnny Gargano taking time off until after his kid's born. And then some time afterwards to be there for it. So that's fine. I mean, no rush. Literally no rush on I getting mean, Johnny him Gargano the, in AEW. Yeah, but having him as the Joker in, at Double or Nothing, I mean, I'm fine with that. I'm not, I'm not opposed to that. Yeah, I know. I'm just I, – I got burnt out on Johnny Gargano matches, and I even stopped totally. watching NXT over a year ago. Totally. <laughs> so, 
But what we know is he won't have uh, an agent telling him, stare at your hands. So, well, if you look at a Ruby riot, those habits are not so easily broken. Fair point. Fair point. I'm not saying he's going to be he's going to be perfect. I'm just saying he's not going to have Shawn Michaels in his ear talking about the melodramatics that he could push. Yeah. Uh, Less the- Shawn Michaels in the ear, more Dean Malenko and Jerry Lynn in the ear, please. Yes. Yes. Please. And thank you. Um, but what is perhaps to me going to be flying under the radar this week as the most interesting bit of news that came out. Okay. It came across on Instagram last night. Of all places. Of all places. As Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I've heard of him. Yeah, you know him. He was a you know, he had a cup of coffee in the WWE. Yeah, he's, he's from that Young Rock that some, Young Rock show. Yeah, yeah, and he, he went off and did some, you know, B-level movies like the Running for aforementioned President. Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah. He was uh he was out with some old friends. And one of those old friends was his childhood buddy from Honolulu. WWE President Nick Khan. The fix is in, folks. Childhood friends. Yes. Childhood friends. Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Nick Khan. Chris, if you will, put on a tinfoil hat with me and enter the world of conspiracies. Yeah, no, absolutely. Which chan are we going to? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all the chans Screw all the chans it. all the subreddits within subreddits that you have yeah. to click through five yeah. different ones to get to exactly idiots okay. all the way down and now us if i'm to throw out a conspiracy theory here okay something that uh Dwayne himself had talked about over the years is how much because of when he was coming up in 96 mm-hmm how much he was fucked over by Triple H mm-hmm. and Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. And that's why their feuds were always so heated mm-hmm. because there was legitimate issues there. And in fact, before Rock left to go full Hollywood, there was a pitch for him to work the recently returned, found Jesus not doing drugs, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. At WrestleMania. And The Rock refused to give him the opportunity to share the ring with him. Wow. Is this a sniper shot at Paul Levesque? I mean, look, it's, 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 I'm not going to deny that it is a hell of a long game that we're playing here. But we're also talking about a gentleman who has worked his way to build an entire sitcom to hint at the possibility of him running for president to implant the idea into people's heads. Yeah, no, that's true. That is true. Um, if, well, you know, let's, let's assume that it is some sort of, you know, uh, mastermind sort of uh, police Academy, six city under siege mastermind sort of plan here. Yeah. Um, it, the timing is shitty. I, you know, we don't we haven't seen or heard from aside from a quote in print from Triple H in a number of months since this alleged cardiac incident, which, uh, according true. to some reports, has been a lot uh, more severe than was originally led on to be. Very true. So the timing 
it, it seems a little below Dwayne to, to fire a sniper shot from across the board, no scoped uh, at Triple H uh, at this time. Mm-hmm. Although, like you said, the history and the heat and the, the issues and the problems uh, long pre-existing. So, yeah, it, it could be it could just be. A coincidence could entirely be a coincidence, which is true of ninety nine percent of conspiracy theories. But what you're what you're alluding at is that, you know, Dwayne's childhood friend Nick Khan coming in to run WWE and dismantling everything that Paul Triple H Levesque had built up. That's what you're getting at. I, I'm getting at that, and you know, if we're gonna go where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, Vince McMahon already sold the XFL to to Dwayne The Rock Johnson, so why not another property? eh, What, you think Dwayne's going to buy the WWE? I could see Dwayne leading a group to buy the WWE, yes, much how he led a group to buy the XFL. Well, that thought had not even crossed my mind. Hadn't crossed my mind either until yesterday. Huh. Again, I mean, I, I admit I am I'm just sort of piecing together parts of the puzzle. I'm not necessarily looking to see if the colors match up. I'm just, oh, that tab can go into this hole. So, like, that's where I'm at. Well, hello there. Uh, I could I could see it happening. That would be that would be interesting. Um, you know, the talk of WWE being sold has mostly been uh, centered around like a big media conglomerate sort of thing. True. Um, Again, not to say that with the right backers financially, I mean, Vince, he's, he's colorblind aside from the color green. That's, that's all, that's that's all he sees. So if, if the money is there and yeah, the the relationship, I, I, I would venture to say that Dwayne Johnson is probably Vince McMahon's, most powerful uh, ally yeah. in, in entertainment. And, and and I would say there's no one bigger in entertainment that is more tied to the WWE than Dwayne Johnson. To the point sure. where if you go to the store now, he hasn't worked a match in, what, seven years? Uh, what, the last one was the second Cena match? Yeah. Yeah, twice, uh, in, a twice in a lifetime. So yeah. we're looking at like six, seven years. And that was third. Or, was that wait thirty? Uh, wait, the, maybe eight years. It was twenty nine because yeah. I was at that match. Yeah, <laughs> however long ago it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been a while. Seven, eight, seven um, eight years. Yeah. If you still go to like your average Target, you can still buy a WWE Dwayne the Rock Johnson action figure off the shelf, and it's not like he's part of a Legends line or whatever. He's well, still. He's still, you know, he's still a character to the greater populace. Well, that's because, like I said, Vince only sees in green totally. and knows that those things will move and will make money off the any IP that he owns. Um, but so, it, it, it's just fascinating to me that, like, even when they do, you know, the the licensing of WWE, like to make you know lunch boxes or birthday party plates or whatever, it's like okay, it's you know uh, a rendering of. John Cena, a rendering of Becky Lynch, a rendering of Roman Reigns, and yeah. Dwayne DeRock Johnson. Yeah, no, you're you're a hundred percent accurate. I'm just waiting for the time where we get Dwayne Seven Bucks Production Company do a full 
reboot slate of all WWE films. Okay, <laughs> that's that's where the money is. I'm yeah. talking uh, a reboot of See No Evil um, with I don't know some fucking big burly guy with a, a 12 foot dick um, as Vince originally intended it to yes. be. Yes. Uh, you know, you get a uh, a 12 rounds with a, a wise cracking Ryan Reynolds because he's BFFs with Dwayne now. Uh, actually, you know what? Sign me the fuck up for that movie. I'll watch that day one. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think uh, Ryan you know, Reynolds, by the way, another person who is owning sports franchises right now. He owns a sports franchise. I know yeah, he had he, like a gin or uh, he and sort of uh, he and Rob McElhenney liquor. own a um, uh, football league, uh, football. I mean, soccer that, team, basically. Wait, is that the guy from Sunny? Yeah, yeah. They they own a team in the UK. They bought a oh, team together. Fuck. Yeah, and, and they like, literally had to do a press release to explain it wasn't a joke. <laughs> Yeah, I can see why they would. Because yeah. I really like, sorry. How did football th- club is the term I'm looking for? I'm sure. Yeah, Paul come on, Mr. Yelling. Ted Lasso. Where are you going? Paul here? was come on. yelling at his uh, mobile device. I've no doubt. Um, yeah, but yeah, football club. Uh, they so Ryan Reynolds co-owns uh, football club. Okay, I mean, I figured him being Canadian and all, he would probably go for uh, for a, a hockey team. Football team. Oh, yeah, or a Canadian too. football. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, come on, hockey's number one up there. Oh yeah, I, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, it is religion. The fact that they that they bothered to give Baltimore a Canadian football team for the period of time they did, and yeah. they were champions. Thank you. Yeah, they um, were. Yeah, they were. You know, I, I I can understand that. Yeah, hockey and poutine. That's all Canadians care about. Molson. Yeah, that's but, all. That's all I'm generalizing, obviously. Yeah, uh, but we'll uh, find out how many Canadian listeners we have. <laughs> oh God! Well, of, of of the dozen or so people that still listen, I, I don't <laughs> think I don't think any are from the uh, the Great White North. Yeah, fair point. Fair point. Now, Chris, I'm going to play a button that you're going to be confused by because we've never really ever played this. I don't know what this is. Ring of Honor ran a show last night, Chris. That's a Ring of Honor theme? Yeah, that's their current TV theme. Wow. Um, Should have just played Jethro Tull's locomo- Locomotive <laughs> Breath, and I would have been uh, I know. T- totally would have gotten that. It would have been something uh, even more appropriate. I got to say, Chris, uh, hell of a show last night. Uh, had the debuts of uh, Deanna Perrazzo, mm-hmm. uh, the former Braun Strowman, FTR, Jonathan Gresham. I can't wait to see their January pay-per-view. Uh, well, Marty. Yeah, what's um, up, bud? I, I I really don't want to be the guy to to have to tell you this, but um, there will be no January pay per view. Oh, there will oh, is be. It, is it because they're doing like a, a TV taping and they're just going to put nah. all the big matches on? TV? No, no, nope, oh. that's not happening. There will not be a February pay per view either. Oh. Nor will there be because a it's March all streaming. Pay-per-view. It's all going to be on Honor Club. No, no, there will be no uh, honorable action in rings in the world of pro res uh, until I think the earliest possible date, allegedly uh, April of 2022 going on a, a wee bit of a hiatus. But everybody's getting paid, right? No, no. Everybody's been released from their contracts. There's uh there's, there's no, there's nobody's getting paid there. There is effectively no ring of honor for the next three and a half, four months at best. Then Chris, allow me to ask you. Mm-hmm. Why did they run so many goddamn angles on that show last night? (laughs) (laughs) It's the whole situation is very perplexing to me. Very. Because this and the hashtags and everybody sending in pre-records and, 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 you know, talking about their time there. It definitely seemed like a death knell 
for for Ring of Honor. 100%. And sure, it is, you know, the end of an era, but then you had people from two eras ago of Ring of Honor that were sending in things. Right. So, right. you know, if it was the end of this era, then you would have gotten a lot of stuff from, I don't know, fucking Silas Young or some other asshole. <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> Dalton Castle. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, this seemed like... It seemed like the end of Ring of Honor as we've at least come to know it. Uh, whatever happens with a possible potential relaunch in April, it yeah. may not be Ring of Honor, that name. It could be a wrestling promotion o- owned by Sinclair with a much smaller budget. Yeah. SCW, Sinclair yes. Championship Wrestling. Oh, my God. We'll have Todd Sinclair on air as the uh, oh, GM. Old Barney Rebel there. Fat Pants. Yeah. So, so yeah, it, it's, I, I don't know. It, it, I'm getting a lot of mixed, mixed signals here. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very weird. Um, they drew 1600 people to the show last that night. That was 1600 people. That Cause it looked 16. like half of the fucking arena was going well. Off. It's a 5,000 person arena. So, uh, that's, that's what we're looking have at it. there. Yeah. Um, but uh, 1,600 people, uh, a lot of which apparently appeared to be dressed as tarps because um, there's a big ass <laughs> curtain on one side. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I had a couple friends at the show and they same. said that they very much enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, and that it, was, that it was a good, entertaining show. Sounds like it was um, a, a fun time. Also sounds like they were uh, basically doing, pardon the pun, the honor system at their merch booth. Where uh, they just had a gig- one gigantic table full of random uh, shirts and stuff they're selling for as cheap as a dollar. And really? then you had, to, you had to take it to another booth on the other side to pay. Come on. So, yeah. It yeah. was definitely. <clears throat> that second booth not very system. well attended there. I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, but real quick, I'll just uh, run through some of the results. Uh the Righteous, a.k.a. the Rob Zombie cult uh, ah. of Vincent Bateman and Dutch, defeated Shane Taylor promotions of Moses Kahn and O'Shea Edwards to become mm-hmm. the new Ring of Honor six-man tag team champions. Okay. Um, the Allure of Angelina Love and Mandy Leone with um, uh, Miranda Elise defeated Chelsea Green and The Hex, who are Allison Kay and Marty Bell. Okay. Um, we had uh, f- in a 10 person tag Flip Gordon, PJ Black, world famous CB, and the bouncers of the Beer City Bruiser and Brian Milianis, a team which to me just personifies uh, ROH 2021. Uh, no Ken Dixon? Uh, no Ken Dixon on Ew. this one. Uh, they defeated the team of Max the Impaler, Sledge, Will Ferrara, Demonic Flamita, and LSG. I've heard a couple of those names. <laughs> and then when they went to the pay-per-view side, uh, Dragon, uh, that was all pre-show. Yeah, that was all pre-show Jesus. Uh, on the pay-per-view side. Dragon Lee defeated Ray Horace in the opener. Okay. Um, sure. That rolled. Rhett Titus defeated Dalton Castle, Silas Young and Joe Hendry in a four way to become the new ring of honor TV champion. But they don't have TV. Yep. <laughs> uh, okay. here's, here's your gold watch, Rhett. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just got to say this. Yeah. yeah. He's a weird looking dude. He is. He always has been. And he just sounds a weird too. Weird looking dude. Yeah. yeah. And this is coming from two weird looking dudes. Oh, I'm very weird. Yeah. Josh Woods retained the Ring of Honor Pure Championship over Brian Johnson. 
Brian Johnson, the, who's the lead next singer week. of ACDC. No, 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 no. Uh, oh. Brian Johnson getting a very big push in uh, MCW, by the way. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, we had a fight with a fight without honor where Shane Taylor defeated Kenny King. Uh, oh, my God. I saw the, the latter spot from this. that looked absolutely fucking brutal. Yes. Did Kenny King walk away from this? Uh, he he did, but it was a uh, Marcus Garvey driver onto a chair uh, by Ooh. Shane Taylor, who was not Keith Lee, uh, onto <laughs> Kenny King. Good callback. Good callback. Um, Ring of Honor Women's Championship was on the line as Rock C. Mm-hmm. defended successfully against Willow. Uh, after the match, that's when Deanna Perrazzo came out with her uh, AAA Reina de Reina's championship, saying that if he beat, uh, that if she beats Mickey James for the Knockouts Championship, she wants a winner-takes-all match. So I guess Roxy is heading to Impact. Okay. By the way, it's only insane and out loud that I understood the joke of Roxy, Roxy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I didn't yeah. get that Roxy. until I said it out loud. Okay. Um. In an uh, an eight man tag, the Violence Unlimited team of Brody King, Homicide, and Tony Deppin, alongside Rocky Romero, defeated EC3 and the Foundation trio of Tracy Williams, Taylor Rust, and Eli Isom. Did Did Rocky Romero set some kind of record this week for appearing on uh, a number of different promotions? <laughs> Certainly uh, feels that way because I think it was on New Japan Strong, Strong also. Yeah. So that's, that's three different TV shows, three different promotions in one week. Sorry, Rick Rude. Yeah, uh, you may have done two in one night, but. Three different promotions in one week's a lot. Uh, congratulations, Rocky Romero, for that one. Uh, also, in this match, there were a lot of callback spots to guys who are no longer there, including Eli Isom hitting a haluva kick and the top rope brain buster. Okay. So, a nice call out there. The Briscoes defeated the OGK team of Matt, Ta- uh, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett to mm-hmm. become 12-time <laughs> Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. Okay, well, maybe the lineage will be, uh, you know, reset with a relaunch, or maybe they'll just go on to become 25-time champs like we all expect them to be. Or if rumors are, you know, some some sites are to be believed, they could be headed towards ROH, because after said match... Oh, they're they're headed towards ROH, I'm sorry, uh, (laughs) AEW. Yes, after the match, the lights went out, lights come (laughs) on, not fucking Sabu. Nope, no Sabu. (sighs) <sighs> it was FTR instead. Uh, FTR, of course, has been talking a lot of smack to the Briscoes over Twitter. As of late, mm-hmm. they brawled, and it looks like we are going to have uh, a match between those two teams in the not-too-distant future. Again, presumably in AEW. Can we uh, Can we have mm-hmm. uh, the Briscoes mm-hmm. beat FTR for the AAA Mega Champ- or Tag Team Championships? Mm-hmm. Can we send the Briscoes to Mexico just to see what kind of shenanigans occur? Uh, have they been I, in Mexico? I, think, I, I, th- I don't believe they've worked Mexico before. I could be wrong. Maybe they've done a spot with the Crash because mm-hmm. the Crash just seems to be the company where American indie stars go. Yeah. Um, That's Conan's place, right? Uh, well, he used to be. I don't know who runs it now because oh, okay. Conan's running AAA again. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, so here's, I think, the difference between FTR in Mexico and the Briscoes in Mexico. FTR can work Mexico and they like being dirty heels and mm-hmm. they, they like generating the heat. The Briscoes will generate the heat, but they don't, I, I still don't think they've been smart into the business. I think they still think it's real. <laughs> so they will be arrested is what I'm getting at. Okay. All right. Well, you know, uh, get them Jack Evans lawyer and, uh, we'll hopefully get them, uh, get them out of there safely. I don't know. I just feel like it would be a fun experience to watch. Can we film a reality show about that? <laughs> 
<laughs> from from Sandy Fork to uh, to to Mexico City, from to Jalapa de la Cruz, Mexico. Oh, hell yeah, let's do it. Then the main event was for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Bandito unable to work the card because he got COVID, which is weird because he's the only luchador whose mask covers the bottom half of his face. Um, but he got COVID anyway, and uh, Jay Lethal was on loan from AE Dub, so they ran Jonathan Gresham versus Jay Lethal. Gresham wins the championship. Gresham was Lethal's protege for a he long was. time. So, so like kayfabe wise, it actually there. worked. Yeah. Um, Post match, he was embraced by Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace oh, yeah. went for a hug and missed because, of course, she had to bend down and forgot. Um, <laughs> but you know, he he was able to get uh, a nice hug that kind of looked like he was about to belly belly her. Uh, from down below, of course. Yeah, uh, sure. You got that uh, low center of gravity. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, get uh, the wide base. It was not shown on the pay-per-view, but apparently post-show, uh, he talked about defending the Ring of Honor Championship in his new company, Terminus, which mm-hmm. is starting its run in Atlanta in January. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. I'm genuinely shocked. I mean, unless he's a guy who's waiting till March, uh, I'm shocked he hasn't been picked up by anybody yet. Um, one bit of news that has come out subsequent to this pay-per-view is the de facto voice of Ring of Honor these past few years. Ian Riccoboni is actually going to be doing commentary for the next round of uh, New Japan Strong tapings. So, oh, okay. Cool. Um, he, he, as he put it, he's looking at it as a tryout. So okay. uh, I, I think he'd be a good pickup. I mean, no offense to the guys that currently have doing it. It's uh, Alex Kozlov and somebody else. But yeah. oh, it's um, – oh, God, what's his name? used to be the drama king in uh wwe matt uh wine something or whatever yeah in english in english yes yeah. in english and, and mr Guerrero. yes yes <laughs> they're the current duo and they're fine but i i think adding ian riccaboni would be a smart move plus you know uh it's following ring that of kevin honor. kelly career trajectory yes uh ring of honor had kind of been new japan usa for a little while anyway so yeah yeah, I see yeah. no reason not to continue that transition. Um, you know, we said it when when all this came about. Uh, I was a OG Ring of Honor guy. Uh, if anything, I'm kind of surprised that they've lasted as long as they have. Uh, yeah, because I mean, they they've been came, around longer than WCW was. Yeah, yeah, and they came out of the ashes of ECW, which yeah. they were around longer than. Um, yeah, it's a little bummer that you know, at least quote-unquote real Ring of Honor versus whatever this new version of Ring of Honor is going to be isn't going to be around to celebrate the 20th anniversary in February. Mm. Um, but I, I hope all these guys land in good places and uh, we'll we'll see what happens with Ring of Honor. That's, that's pretty much where I'm at here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not a lot of fanfare, you know, really about it. I mean, there, there, there were tweets. I was following it on Twitter last night, but still it didn't, there was just as many tweets with, I mean, my timeline is kind of curated, but just as many tweets on my curated timeline about whatever UFC show was happening last night too. Yeah. So that kind of tells you what's happening with, with the, with the current state of ROH. Yeah. RIP. yeah. Very, very so. true. Uh, and before we dig into our standard recaps of AEW, I wanted to very quickly hop into this. We are looking at the finals of Best of Super Juniors and the World Tag League coming up uh, in just a few days. It'll be on December 15th. Okay. The finals are set for the Best of Super Juniors. It's going to be Hiromu Takahashi against Yo, which makes sense. Top face 
Junior versus Top Heel Junior. And wait, Yo, yes. Wait, am I wrong? That oh yeah, no. Yo's the heel, but it is yeah, Yo. It heel. is Yo versus I. Then I I confused myself on that one. It is Yo. <laughs> it is okay. Yo that's in the match. I'm now confused as to why they're doing Yo. But hey, it's Yo yeah. versus Hiromo. <laughs> okay, I'm sure the match will be good. I mean, you yeah. know, Hiromo has to go out of his way to do a bad match, yeah. uh, and Yo's fine. Yeah, and then <laughs> Chris, you're gonna love this. The finals of the World Tag League are. Hold on, I, I legitimately have no idea, but let okay. me guess. Okay. Uh, God. Nope. No. Okay. Oh, hang on. Let me do this. Okay. There All right. Oh, fuck. What other? Oh, tag oh, I should do have? this too. Oh shit. Okay. All right. Um. Uh. Uh. uh techers? Are they in the World Tag League? Dangerous Techers? Mm. No. Okay. All right. Uh. Do we have a? I don't know. Uh, Goto and Taguchi tag team, some kind of bullshit like that. Holy shit, really? Is that it's Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi. Yoshihashi. Who are okay. facing in the finals. Uh is there a bullet another bullet club tag team? Is ELP? No, ELP was in Best of Super Dreams, most likely. Uh we have Suki Goon and their Chaos. Um Bushi and who the fuck else? Uh Sonata? Mm. No? I'm sorry. Goto right. and Yoshihashi are facing the team of Evil and Yujiro Takahashi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Do they want people to watch this show? Well, hey, it doesn't matter because people will be watching the show because it got announced that fucking uh, Katsuyori Shibata Katsuyori has a big Shibata. I'm make. trying to remember his first name. Katsuyori yeah, Shibata has a very important announcement to make at the show on the 15th. Well, that will that legitimately will put butts in the seats. Yes, and I will say a whole bunch of the wrestler shirts just popped up on New Japan store. You don't so. say. Hmm. We shall see what happens anyway. AEW was in Long Island this week. The yeah, Long is land. Right. Um, and it was a very big week for AEW. Before we get into the recaps, just some random news and notes about AEW. Uh, Austin Gunn's going to be on a reality show f- where mm. it's a whole bunch of kids of famous people. So how he <laughs> ended up on there, I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, DX... <laughs> DX was big in the day, but nobody, Fair. when they think but of DX, thinks of fucking Billy Gunn. Gunn. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, Anthony Agogo returned in ring this week for Dark Elevation, so that's pretty cool. I believe he started a Twitter beef this afternoon uh, with Jordan Grace and Jonathan Gresham as well. Awesome. Yeah. Great job, Tony. Yep. Um, uh, we've got uh, the AEW Holiday Bash set for uh, the Charlotte tapings later this month, uh, the t- show on the 22nd. And Rampage will actually be pushed tonight. It'll air on Christmas, Christmas night, night, the 25th, on a Saturday. Yeah, because um, God forbid they interrupt the you know most overrated Christmas movie of all fucking time being streamed <laughs> for 24 hours straight. God. Uh, Chris got opinions. Look, look, if, if Turner executives had not chosen to run that movie for full 24 hours on Christmas the past 20 some years it would not be held in such high regard i that that's my that's my opinion and i believe it wholeheartedly it is a fine movie but it is not 
top tier Christmas film. I'm sorry. Well, you heard it here, folks. And again, any complaints at send Ted Cruz on Twitter. That's Chris Soft's Twitter account. Yeah. Just send all your complaints straight to there. Um, yeah. Except I don't like porn on 9-11. <laughs> well, I'm smart enough to not like porn tweets. I just yeah, look at yeah. them and go back. <laughs> Less than 10 days for Kyle. Less than 10 days. Uh, I hate you, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, Chris Jericho got put in the hospital this week legitimately due to, quote, unquote, a non-COVID illness. What do you think uh, it was, Chris? Oh, man. <laughs> COVID. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I think he just drank too much to get his stomach pumped. That's my guess. Uh, all the vodka. He's a, he's a vodka guy. Could have yeah, been yeah. that. He's more uh, vodka than man at this point. But anyway. He's more, he's half vodka, half Karen, and <laughs> 0.001% Jericho. The show was in Long Island. It was at the UBS Arena where Raw was like two weeks ago, and they drew twice as many people as Raw. there you go in that one and uh i gotta give AEW a lot of credit there used to be a thing uh it started in late 90s and it continued on that any time that wwe was in canada they're like it's bizarro world you know in the most michael coleiest of ways they just embraced it and it was embraced from the jump as cm punk comes out to MJF's music, Mm -hmm. receives a chorus of boos and proceeds to cut the heeliest of heel promos on Long Island, including absolutely motherfucking the Islanders, perhaps not as much as the Islanders motherfuck themselves, if I'm to read between the lines on that promo. I'll take your word on it. (laughs) But uh, an incredible segment. In fact, I would say the first 30 minutes of this show were unreal. Well, it's because all MJF. Yeah, yeah. Because you had you had the that whole punk segment, which was great. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. fired up heel punk is a ten out of ten, especially yeah. when he's like, "I'm just gonna lay it on thick," which is what he did here. Oh yeah, uh, up it to was, an including yeah, up to an including wearing a an updated four pillars T shirt, which replaced MJF with Britt Baker. On sale now at shopaew.com. Yes, very very true, and. You know, just said that uh, the the fans, much like MJF, are chicken shits. <laughs> yep, that's your guy. This is your guy. Yeah, yeah. It was it, it was solid solid work there. Solid yeah. solid work. I think <clears throat> as good as that was, what I enjoyed a little bit more was the ridiculous pre tape of MJF at his high school on Long Island driving a fucking Lamborghini Ferrari. I don't know, some little dick car. uh, (laughs) Putting on his Letterman jacket, talking about how he held the record for the longest keg stand, how he, you know, uh, drowned in chicks in high school, all these different ridiculous superlatives. Uh, It was just a choice. It was was really entertaining. Cut very much from the same cloth of the Dark Order intro uh, from the big 10-man tag over the summer. In fact, yeah. in fact, I think it was the same voiceover guy, which mm-hmm. just added to it. And uh, basically, all, all the gravitas was uh, just replaced with full-on ridiculous self-aggrandization. And yes. uh, I, I loved it. It was glorious. And uh, we went right into the Dynamite da- uh, Diamond Battle Royal, which was MJF, Wardlow, Matt Hardy, Frankie Kazarian, who still is under contract, uh, Jay Lethal, Powerhouse Hobbs, Dante Martin, Leo Rush, Ricky Starks, Lee Moriarty, Matt Seidel, and Lee Johnson. It, this was a really fun match. Um, 
it was booked well in so much as we got multiple stories that, mm-hmm. you know, played out through it, uh, whether it was MJF getting cheered for all his aforementioned chicken, chicken shit, shit stuff. Uh, yeah. nature, uh, the elimination of Wardlow by MJF yep. and uh, made all the better with Taz on commentary. The last minute swerve from Dante Martin, who tosses out Ricky Starks and throws off his FTW armband. Showing, yes, it was a ruse all along, uh, which sent Taz into apocalyptic fits, uh, just losing his mind. Yeah, it was. I I really enjoyed Taz. Um, yeah. You know, <clears throat> to the point where it just kept getting him frazzled throughout the rest of the night, <laughs> and you know, it, it it just made it seem you know more real. Not like okay, this segment's over. I don't talk about it anymore. No, no. It, it kept he kept bringing it up throughout the night, which I thought was was really really good. So now we get uh, Dante Martin versus MJF this coming uh, Wednesday on Winter's Coming for the uh, Dynamite Diamond Ring. Um, I would imagine we see a three peat for uh, for old Max here. Uh, although that's you know, what I would assume, but I could see Punk. Call- Costing him the the ring, Dante having the ring, I think just because we're so used to it being a heel concept um, would be interesting. But maybe that'll be another MacGuffin for him and Team Taz to battle each other over. Yeah. then we had uh, a really fun eight-man tag. It was Jurassic Express and the Varsity Blondes against the te- uh, heel team of the Acclaimed and 2.0. As Brian Alvarez calls him, this was your party match. This was yeah. all killer, no filler, just spot, PWG spot, match. spot, spot, spot. Um, yeah. Really fun. Uh, Anthony Bowens continues to fucking rule. He um, really does, man. Dude has <laughs> got it all together. Uh, that said, the shit talking of Jeff, Jeff Parker was almost as great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just Comes him, very naturally. Just him yelling at everybody was phenomenal. But of course, uh, after... Uh, Daniel Garcia, who is out there with 2.0, tries to get involved. Here comes Eddie Kingston. He cuts off the uh, interruption by Daniel Garcia that it gives the faces the advantage so Jurassic Express can get the pin. And then we've got Kingston running to the back and doing so, grabbing a cameraman. And I've seen some debate online about this. I would love your take on this. Were we (laughs) or were we not supposed to hear the promo that Kingston was cutting? Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I hadn't really thought about it. I mean, obviously you couldn't really hear it. Um, you know, it could have been, uh, the camera operator forgetting the flip a switch on there. It could have been yeah. somebody in the truck forgetting the flip a switch. It could have yeah. been grabbing a wrong cameraman without the, you know, the proper mic on there. There's no boom around. There could have been, it could have been a lot of things, but, but what um, I will say I kind of is- like, oh. Go ahead. The fact that we didn't hear it because it yes. made it a little more impromptu and raw and yeah. real. Yeah, and if there's anyone in AEW who can cut a promo where you can't hear him but you understand <laughs> him completely, yes, it's Eddie Kingston. Uh, yeah. As he had a, a very jacked-looking Ortiz by his side while he was yelling. Um, yeah. Of course, he didn't yell for too long because here comes 2.0 and Daniel Garcia to settle some hash. They're all brawling. And if this means I'm going to get Eddie and Proud and Powerful against 2.0 and Daniel Garcia, I'm fucking in. 
Yes, a hundred percent. Yes, a hundred times. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that'll be if, if if a variation of that replaces FTR and Lucha Bros or Death Triangle as the the tag match we see every week for a month. I'm a hundred percent okay with that. Totally cool with it. Totally cool with it. Speaking of tag teams, uh, FTR and Tully Blanchard were backstage. Tully talking up FTR's accomplishments and putting over the fact that they would have a tag title match on Rampage mm-hmm. this coming Friday. Not two out of three falls. We still have that, uh, you know, I guess in the chamber if they intend to do it. Yeah. More tag matches. It was the Young Bucks, Matt and Jack- Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson, uh, who were accompanied by Adam Cole and Brandon Cutler going against the Chaos team of Chuck Taylor and Rocky Romero mm-hmm. with Arch Cassidy. Really good, really fun match. Uh, it, it was kind of exactly the match you would picture in your mind's eye uh, with those two teams. Yeah. Uh, wasn't, that doesn't mean it was bad by any means. It's just, oh, okay, this met expectations. Yeah, it wasn't match of the year, but it was, uh, it got a, got the point uh, the, of the story across that they needed to, got them to point B, which really the match was to get to the post-match. Yes, indeed. And uh, at the end of the match, uh, Rocky Romero, he got hit with the Meltzer driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bucks win, and then Cutler and Cole come in, continue to beat down on both Rocky Romero and Chucky T. Wheeler Yuta runs out. Utes tries to make a save. No good. All of a sudden, the best friends music hit, and here comes Sue and her van. Hell yeah, Sue. Sue comes out, and who comes out of the van but at least according to my eyes, John Moxley. But it wasn't John Moxley. <laughs> it wasn't. It was a very jacked Trent who has now buzzed <laughs> his hair down. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he makes the save. Spears Brandon Cutler takes out uh, Matt Jackson, takes out Adam Cole. And then the best friends all hug as the old Rapongi Vice theme plays. Yeah. Yeah. Shout that was that to, was uh, that was a nice touch. Yeah. Trent and Rocky, their duo. Um Really, the key thing about this, which did get confirmed later by Rocky Romero on Twitter, is Sue is a member of Chaos, for those of you at home who were wondering. I was definitely trying to keep track on that because yeah. the numbers certainly uh, swelling with this partnership between yeah. uh, promotions here. So, you know, uh, I'm not sure the cost of getting the minivan uh, taken to Japan or if they have that specific <laughs> make and model of minivan in Japan for uh, uh, t- uh, Wrestle Kingdom entrance. But, yeah. you know. I feel like uh, I feel like it's yeah. it's cooking in the cars. Next here. year, World Tag League, Sue and Yoshihashi going all the way. <laughs> hey, you know it's Yoshihashi's to lose. Yeah, and of course their tag name will be Yosuhashi. Oh boy. <laughs> <sighs> uh, I mean, she's already a she. It's yes. Yoshi. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ruby uh. Soho was interviewed backstage, but immediately interrupted by Bunny and Penelope <laughs> Ford. Uh. Is this where we got the surprise bitch from yes. Nyla? <laughs> then Nyla pops up and says, surprise bitch, and punches Ruby in the face. Uh, uh, surprise bitch. Gets saved by <laughs> surprise, TJ. Bitch. So uh, whenever Nyla, Ro- I got to say, whenever Nyla Rose does surprise bitch, she sounds uh, exactly like uh, Lois on Family Guy. <laughs> well, she has a pretty good Alex Borstein impression. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll take it. I'll that's take it. Pretty much what it feels like when she's doing her best Sergeant Dokes from the first season of that Dexter. Yeah, surprise, motherfucker! Classic. Some fries, motherfucker! Supplies, motherfucker! So, yeah, motherfucker. A six-woman tag would definitely be coming down the pike. Sure. Yeah. Semi Guevara is out to have an interview, but 
because Tony Schiavone's the one with the microphone, he gets interrupted immediately <laughs> by Cody Rhodes. Yeah, Cody yeah. Rhodes. Oh, you mean up. Homelander? I'm sorry. Yes, uh, he he yeah. made sure to stand to accentuate his bicep that was more burnt than the rest sure, of his body, yeah. uh, and <coughs> just like uh, "Hey kid," as all thirty-something year olds say to twenty-six year olds. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey kid, uh, you know uh, you're going to defend that against me on Crimbo. So that's one of the things we got for the holiday bash, uh, and he, he leaves, which then. Leads to yelling from the balconies by Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky talking about how uh, Cody just inserts himself in the open challenge and how unfair that is. But uh, Dan Lambert got him a title match. So uh, sounds like we're going to go ahead and get uh, at some point Ethan Page versus Sammy Guevara. Maybe let's go in between these matches or maybe that'll be for the uh, the debut on TBS. We'll see what happens. That'll be Battle of the Belts, right? Is that the debut Ooh, show? It could be Battle of the Belts. Uh, Battle of the Belts is on TNT. That's on TNT. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's Jan 5 is the debut on ah. uh, TBS, and then Battle of the Belts is that Saturday. So ah. I a, see. Lot, a lot of pro wrestling from AEW on television that week. Yeah. We had a hype video for Thunder Rosa versus Jade Cargill. Was what it was. Uh, I would like to remind you, of course, Jade Cargill is that, that bitch. bitch. Yeah, mm-hmm. we know. Riho and Jamie Hayter had probably the match of the night. Uh, yeah, I don't even think there's a probably involved there. Uh, I mean, Brian and Silver was very good, but yeah, Jamie Hayter tossing Rio around, Riho yeah. being fucking indestructible for being yeah. all of 80 pounds soaking wet. Exactly. Uh, like, that match I, I think her worked weight is 89 pounds or something <laughs> like that. Like, they, they announce her and it's like, there's no way that's what she actually weighs. I could ragdoll Riho around. Yes. But uh, there's one point in the match where Jamie Hayter hits the most brutal looking brain buster I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> Ishii was like, oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> yeah. 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 And he normally doesn't have any response to a brain buster. No, ever. no. He's, he, he's lack of any kind of emotion most of the time. Or neck. Yeah. Just means well, that he doesn't. Because of aforementioned brain busters. Yeah. But uh, it, it absolutely ruled crowd who was not really into it and more into holding up their signs of bully ray uh eventually got into it yeah which is good um but i'll tell you what also eventually got into it is the uh shorts that jamie hater were wearing because they eventually uh got into her ass crack a little further and i was greatly appreciative of it lay uh and then uh Riho gets the win with the avalanche crucifix bomb, which which was fucking awesome. Yeah, looked like uh, Jamie killed herself on that one. But She's, she uh, ate the flying double knees. And, she does uh, not give it. a fuck in her selling, does Jamie Hater man? No, she will. She will put her body on the line to yeah. make you look good. God bless I, her. I, I will say this. I wonder if at a point Jamie's like, oh, that's why I used to carry more weight. I understand <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, possibly. <laughs> yeah. Um, then uh, the Varsity Blondes were back out for an interview with Tony Schiavone for some reason. I didn't really understand what the purpose was, but it's okay because the lights went out. It wasn't Sabu. Sabu. God oh. damn it. It oh. was Malachi Black who just spit mist in the face of Julia Hart and ran. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you know, why like, not? I don't know if that meant to play as comedy, but it was hysterical. I didn't mind it. <laughs> didn't mind it. Um, give me a fucking handicap match. Give me both yeah. blondes. And let them yeah. get murked by M- Malachi Black, and I'm here for it. 
Yeah. Well, someone has pointed out, and, you know, this may be too much of the Fiend fans are now fans of Malachi Black uh, oh, scenario. But basically, for everyone who had been uh, spit in the face with Mist, there's been, like, some turn or dramatic change in their career since, whether it's the fans turning on Cody or Dante seeming to go bad or um, pack requiring eye patches, needing eye patches. <laughs> yeah. Know. So who knows? Maybe we'll get dark side Julia. Okay. I'm really just hoping that this means Bertie King's coming in and uh, they're going to murder the varsity blondes first. Yeah, I mean, God, yeah, let's get Brody King in here. Let's yeah. fucking go. Yeah. The main event was, of course, Brian Danielson against John Silver. Uh, it was basically the best Brian Danielson-Cesaro match we've had in some time. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Cesaro was shrunk down by 63%. He got put in one of those hydraulic presses for, <laughs> yeah, yeah. for, for about yeah. 45 seconds. It was, it was a shrinky-dink Cesaro yeah. that appeared. <laughs> Shrinky-dinks, you love to make them shrink. <laughs> and then we had ourselves Merry Little Christmas. It was Rampage on Friday. Uh, kicked off with the Lucha Bros defending the AEW World Tag Team Championships against FTR. Lucha Bros retained. Damn fine match. But Chris, I want to ask you, does anyone have a better job in professional wrestling than Alex Abrahantes? Uh, no, I don't think so. He's pretty, <laughs> he's pretty much just making, making the cake over there. I'm very envious of the position. Uh, and you know, to, to, to be the hype man, to be the translator, but also just to be at ringside and watch yeah. this fantastic run of matches that has happened between these two tag teams. Like, I don't know that there is a more endearing dork in professional wrestling than Alex Abrahantes, who's just like, oh, I hang out with the Lucha Bros now? I'm going to buy cool gloves and a cool jacket, and I'm carrying a a microphone to the ring for no reason. Yeah! (laughs) Gonna get my catchphrase over. Penta says, (laughs) buy my t-shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees. Um, But it was good stuff. The match was really, really good. There was a lot of callbacks to their prior matches, Mm -hmm. uh, which is something that FTR does better than probably anybody. Uh, (laughs) If you go back through their history of uh, high profile tag matches. Um, Very, 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 very entertaining match. I highly recommend watching it if you haven't. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're broken records here. Just these teams are very good. I forever. After what I thought was a little bit of learning uh, curve for them, because the first few times those teams went against each other during the pandemic and yeah. even the weird Lucha Mask match for uh, mm-hmm. FTR, I was like, eh, they don't really have great chemistry. They've proven me very wrong subsequently. They've Yeah, they figured really it out. It up. Um, we had the six-woman tag, Nyla Rose, Bunny, and Penelope Ford uh, <laughs> against Ruby Soho, Ana Jay, and Tate Conti. This went too long for my tastes i don't know I why i hardly is. paid attention to it to be honest with you <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, what i saw was tay conti actually wrecking shit for a little bit uh she she rules she does roll she does roll uh tony shivani did an interview with sting and darby allen and of course it was by a loading bay door so <laughs> they got jumped yeah but they were jumped by ftr and i didn't think I wanted this ma- like it's not a match I thought I would want, but now I really want FTR against Sting and Darby. Let's yeah. fucking go! Yeah, let's make it happen because you know Tully's gonna you know <laughs> have his say in the whole thing as well. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's let's make that uh, let's make that a go. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I'll but, allow it. But most importantly, Chris, at the end of 2020, 
there was a talent in AEW that was shown for the first time. Mm -hmm. We did not know their name. We just knew Mm -hmm. that they had a hood. (laughs) Yeah. This talent spent nearly two years waiting in the shadows. Occasionally they would attack. Sometimes a random merch person. Sometimes a guy who unfortunately got outside the ring. We saw him do Tazplexes. But more importantly, we saw his hair and it was good. Yeah, and then he developed a a character. And and by character, we mean somebody who likes to eat bags of potato chips. And that was enough. And that That was was enough. enough. And then Friday night, in a moment that will go down alongside such debuts as the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. (laughs) Finally, blissfully, they chose to send Hook. And they put him out there because, ladies and gentlemen, that's Hook right there. And he was amazing. It was fucking fantastic. Hook finally wrestled, ladies and gentlemen. And yes, Hook is here. He looked fantastic in his weird little Muay Thai shorts. (laughs) He's got he's got a kick ass theme from Action Bronson. Untamed hair, some weird tattoos. Very weird tattoos that I don't understand. It looks like he's got something written across his tummy that I couldn't quite make out. Uh, But this dude is a star already. Dude has presence. Yeah. He has uh, explosivity. Yes. Uh, He's got uh, the uh, Tasmission. Uh, yeah, which is now which called is now the Red Rum. The Red Rum. Uh, yeah. 100% here for that. Yeah. And what I think is the most unique about Hook is he's got his dad doing commentary for his matches, yes. going full stage dad, proud papa, yet also simultaneously giving good color analysis. Yeah. It was, you know what? Like, he was. Clearly, and uh, as he should have been, he's geeking out over his son's pro wrestling debut on a nationally yeah. televised uh, cable TV pro wrestling show. He, uh, sh- he should be very, very proud. He on, should on, be on very, so very many proud. levels. There's a great photo that's on Reddit, by the way, yeah. of, of Taz uh, during Hook's entrance. It's taken basically from behind the commentary booth. Yeah. Just Taz doing a standing ovation to his yeah. son as his son walks to the ring. The proudest of papas. Um, yeah. And he had every right to be because the kid's a fucking stud. He's yeah. going to be, you know, add another pillar, baby. Because yeah. it's, yeah. it's, it's Hook's world. We're all just living in it. Uh, and and uh, I, it's another feather in the cap of uh, Create a Pro Wrestling School uh, out of New huh? York because okay. that's where MJF's come out of. That's where uh, Statlanders come out of. And now we got ourselves Hook. Hook absolutely murdering Fuego del Sol, who also deserves some credit for oh, absolutely. taking the absolute mauling that was given to him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, hook hook is now officially the pro wrestling version of to throw out a Simpsons reference as we do here, the little Asian guy who isn't saying anything, but you know, <laughs> he's going to do something and you know, it's going to be really cool, but yeah. he fight like we, we got Chekhov's hook. 
It happened yeah. and it ruled. And we got to see it. It wasn't, yes. you know, it wasn't went off when it went off the air. We got to it is documented. It is put yeah. to videotape or a hard drive somewhere uh, yeah. uploaded into the interwebs to, yeah. it, to live in perpetuity. It's on and, YouTube if you haven't watched it. And if you haven't watched it, go ahead and watch or if you have watched it, go ahead and watch it again. Just keep watching it. Let's yeah, let's get yeah. hook trending again. Hook was trending on Friday night. Pants are optional. That's your call. <laughs> However you feel about it. That's fine, too. Yeah. And uh, just great stuff. Main event was Adam Cole uh, against Wheeler Yuta. Surprisingly, uh, they went an hour and 45 minutes, well over the (laughs) normal amount of time, and Wheeler Yuta won. So uh, I feel like they're burying Adam Cole. No, uh, Wheeler Yuta lost, unsurprisingly, in less than 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, as well as it should be. Coming up this week, of course, is Winter is Coming from Texas. Uh, as mentioned, MJF versus Dante Martin for the Dynamite Diamond Ring. Serena Deeb versus versus Hikaru Shida. No stipulation on that one, but I'm sure it's going to be a barn burner. Uh, they announced that Wardlow will be facing Matt Seidel on that show, which should it be. It says Fallout from the uh, Battle Royal last yes, week. Should be awesome. And the main event, Hangman Page making his first defense of the AEW World Championship against Brian Danielson in uh, a match I'm sure we can't wait for. But I just want to ask you, mm. Mr. Tony Khan, I know you're listening. When are you going to book the Roughhouse Podcast Wrestler of the Week? In Hook, we need you to send Hook. We need it. We need it. Just send Hook out on television every hour. Like if you want to just have all the ratings, just have come Taz come out there and point and say, that's Hook right there. That's all we need. I, w- I would say get a sponsorship by Frito-Lay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he, he should be paying 25 cents a bag. No, tw- 25 cents. Yeah, I'm sure they're not fucking elementary school. Yeah, now? I'm sure they're not, not that cheap still, but <laughs> it's it, it, it definitely a bag of Fritos for 25 cents, bro. <laughs> it's definitely those tiny little bags. Hell, oh, can yeah, you no. get can you get like Hook's grumpy little face on those tiny little lunch size bags of Doritos? No, we need little Fritos in the shapes of fucking hooks. Oh my god, that's genius. I'll take two bags of barbecue hooks, please. <laughs> that's a terrible task, I'm sorry. <laughs> The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughHouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Rough House Redos, and Rough House Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod- House, uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. Are you a professional wrestling manager who's looking to take his stable to the next level? Are you a Kim Chi looking for his Kamala? Are you a Bobby the Brain looking for his head shrinkers? 
Are you a slick looking for his Akeem the African Dream? Parts unknown. I'm Grand Safari Master Rick Dombrowski, and I personally track down each of those gentlemen in Parts Unknown. Parts Unknown. You can charter Parts Unknown Safari Company to take you deep into the heart of the blackest jungles, most uninhabitable rainforests, or lava-stricken island wastelands. I'll find you mysterious warriors, primal cavemen, and voodoo shaman who are willing to give wrestling a try. Parts Unknown. Because everyone knows the best warriors live in Parts Unknown. Parts Unknown. Parts Unknown Safari Company is located at 4598 Walnut Creek Boulevard, directly behind the Westchester Mall, adjacent to the Bed Bath & Beyond. Remember, every Tuesday night is free hot dog night for the kids.